This is Pain Changer Podcast, Episode 6. Have you experienced pain for so long that you don't remember what life was like without it? Have you forgotten who you were or what you were about before your pain began? If so, pain may have become part of your identity. What you can do about that is coming up next. Welcome to the Pain Changer Podcast, where you will learn insider tips and tricks to help you improve your pain levels without the nearly daily trip to the doctor or heavy pain medications. When you change your mind, you will change your experience with pain. Every week, the Pain Changer Podcast will teach you new ways to tune into your body in order to change your mind. If you had to scrape yourself off the bed like you're an undercooked pancake on an ungreased pan this morning, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Katie Wrigley. The day I finally broke through my back pain for the first time wound up being a much more humbling day than I had expected it to be. In my mind, well, first, I didn't fully believe I could relieve my pain without surgery. But if I could, I imagined tears of joy and some sort of celebration. What actually happened was a massive panic attack followed by major soul searching. The day was a combination of emotions for me that I really didn't fully understand until later. Needless to say, it wasn't the joyful celebration that I had pictured, but what I discovered was absolutely perfect. The first time I met Shannon in person, it was more than six months after we started working together. My coaches were the first two people I ever let truly see me. And going from allowing them to know me over the phone to knowing me in person was a huge step for me at the time. I was so withdrawn and wrapped up in my pain. Shannon helped me shift that. As we were preparing my house for a sacred plant ceremony, Shannon noted that I was telling her I was in pain. A lot. I'm not sure how many times I said it before she calmly and lovingly looked me in the eye and said, I know you're in pain. You move like you're in pain. Your face shows pain. And every time you tell yourself you're in pain, you will go deeper into that pain. It will become part of your identity. I really didn't like that idea or thought, and I immediately rejected it. Only 18 months later, though, I was faced with the reality that pain had indeed become part of my identity. This reality hit me like a ton of bricks after my first cognitive movement session with Bill McKenna, when I went from relief to panic that my back pain had gone. Why would an absence of pain make me panic? There's no logical reason. So I went digging. Where was this coming from? I kept asking myself that question over and over again as I paced my house in my yard. Why was I freaking out? Did I need doctors? No. Did I trust the pain was gone for good? Not yet, but that wasn't the source of panic. Then slowly, like the way you see someone slowly turn in a horror movie when the monster is directly behind them, it hit me. Oh, Oh boy, did it hit me. As I share this with you, I am forcing myself to swallow my pride and be real because that's what I pledged to do as a coach and I don't break my pledges. Turned out I was getting a lot out of my pain and you probably are too. If you're anything like me, it could be a cringeworthy moment in your life to realize what it gives you. Try to let that go, please. 
your reasons won't be logical, and they're certainly not conscious. I say this to help you examine your own patterns with curiosity, not with judgment. This is crucial to your healing, to be able to examine your own behavior and patterns without judging yourself or blaming yourself. So what had I been getting out of pain? Well, for one, somewhere along the way, I decided I would be a better pain management coach if I endured surgery, documented the whole thing, and taught others from that experience. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? But that was just part of it. It also gave me a weight of commitments, which I'm really not proud to share. When pain levels started to get really intrusive, I'd just gotten into skydiving. No, it's not a coincidence, nor was that my whole pain story. And when I got around a certain group of friends, I felt like I was under a microscope. They meant well, but I felt really out of place. So I used my health a lot as an excuse not to show up sometimes. These days, I find it much easier to simply not commit if I'm unsure of whether I want to go. And I only cancel if I'm really legitimately not up for it. So what else was pain giving me? It still sounds so weird to say that. And it sounds like It sounds like a jab, but it's not. And it's true. It was giving me something. It was giving me a whole bunch of crap I didn't want. And it was giving me stuff I did want. For any state you're in, you do not stay there unless you get something out of it. It's that simple. I'm going to circle back to this idea in a moment once I share what else pain was giving me. We are a brand new podcast. We appreciate every review we get, especially the five stars. Please help us share this podcast and spread the word that you can accept the diagnosis without accepting the prognosis. You can do this by subscribing and leaving your own five-star review to let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, remember that chronic doesn't have to mean permanent. If you heard episode one, where I shared my story that led me into chronic pain, you know that my life before pain was very lonely. Even when I was standing next to someone I cared about, I was so afraid of letting someone really see me that I couldn't connect. As humans, you are all hardwired to connect. So when that's missing from your life, there's a chance your subconscious will find that in undesirable ways. When you're in pain, One thing you'll get, and one thing I got, was attention, compassion, sympathy, pity. Sometimes even compliments like, wow, I'm so impressed with how you're handling your pain. Now you're getting the attention you were starving to get, and that pain will sink deeper into your identity. This is normal. Pain was also making me feel superior in some ways. And wow, hearing myself say that out loud, I sound like such a dick. There were two ways it made me feel better about myself. The first was that I bragged about my high pain tolerance. A three to me is like a seven to you. And I felt like I was stronger because I was still somewhat functional before disability anyway, with high levels of pain. As I hear myself say this to you, I want to cringe and I am cringing because I hear others who have pain say that too. Yes. It's understandable to be proud that you can handle pain and still navigate life. 
but you can still be strong without pain too. You don't have to suffer in order to show the world that you are a badass. You really don't. The second way it made me feel superior was in my career. I was still in cybersecurity sales and I earned two awards during the years that my body pain was the highest. That made me feel like I can keep up with my colleagues and I hurt this much too. None of those patterns were conscious. However, they do explain the panic attack. Who was I if I didn't have back pain? How could I measure my strength without pain? Would I still be strong if I didn't hurt? How? The piece about surgery making me a better coach, that was super easy to flip on its head. Resolving my pain without surgery made me feel pretty badass. I won't lie. There was also fear within that though. Even as I went through this process of disengaging pain from who I was as a person, I was marveling at the layers. As I mentioned in episode four, where we discussed what it means to live in a country where disease is for profit, it had taken me a long time for my doctors to see me and the level of pain that I was enduring. If I canceled my tests, how long would it take for me to get their attention again if I needed it? Would I have to suffer for months again and start from scratch? I didn't yet trust that I could control the pain. I only knew I had finally broken through it. My brain didn't yet look at my life and options without the threat of pain lingering over my head. I didn't realize yet that I just sped up the level of healing in my mind, body, and spirit. Initially, I'd still planned to go through with the imaging and the neurosurgery consult until the pain management therapist I had started to see suggested I stop trying to be the perfect patient and I cancel imaging I no longer needed. I only had two sessions with her, by the way, one to tell me what it would look like to work with her and the other where she smiled at me and told me that I had gotten further with cognitive movement than she had hoped to be able to get me. She helped me validate my fears to cancel the tests. And she also helped me let go of thinking I still needed them. She made it very simple. And I will relay the simplicity to you now. If it no longer hurts or interferes with your life, you no longer need the test. Even in the weeks after I broke through my pain, I kept waiting for my doctors to try to pull me back in again. But like I said in episode four, I do think doctors are really good people who really truly want to make you feel better. Mine certainly did. They were surprised at the difference and they were also legitimately happy for me. It's now been more than 18 months since I canceled those tests and I've not regretted that decision at all. Not even one time. If pain ever gets so high, I can't deal with it on my own. I can start down that track again, but the chance of that happening is not that high since I'm continuing to address any elements that feed into my pain levels as they come up. In fact, the more work I do on myself, the better my body feels. As long as I'm holding solo dance parties in my house that invite the judgment of my cats and I'm singing terribly at the top of my lungs while I clean, because terribly is the only way I know how to sing, then I know I'm still heading in the right direction. If you're feeling any discomfort in listening to this episode, perhaps because you see that pain has become part of your identity too, take a deep breath. I see you. I got you. The reason that I'm asking you to look at the things you get out of being in pain is because once you understand where they are, you can source those things for yourself in other ways that do not make your body hurt. 
I'm sharing all of this with you because I was in your shoes not that long ago. Four years ago, I was freaking disabled. My whole life is completely different from where I was. Four years is not a long time. Each year has gotten progressively easier too. Even the year that pain got worse in my leg, my mental state had still improved so much over the year before, which is saying a lot because that year was also the lockdown year for us in 2020. I've steadily regained more and more of my life as I work through the complexity that was my chronic pain. And you will experience the same as you start to navigate the complexity that is your chronic pain. I'm proof that you can have quick shifts to release pain. I see it over and over again, not just in myself, but I see my clients experiencing the same thing I did. It may not be easy, but it's also nowhere near as hard as you think it'll be either. I promise. The first place to start to break away from that identity is to spend time asking yourself what pain is giving you. Great. Hopefully you have started to do that already. Then shift your focus to start to consider what you'll be and who you'll do. Oops, I mean, I mean, what you'll do and who you'll be. There you go. When you have little to no pain left in your body, if you have no idea, no image, no visual of who that person can be, then that's an obstacle to alleviating your pain. Start there. Who are you if you don't hurt anymore? How can you be just as interesting in that persona as you are now? Could you potentially be more interesting? If you aren't sure who you would be, then go back to who you were before the pain began to take away the things that you love. What did you love to do the most? Who were you? Did you like that person? If not, that's okay. Just look back over your life with curiosity, but please don't judge yourself for anything you've done. Judgment is really tough on your psyche. If you liked who you were before the pain began, that is awesome. How can you reconnect to who that person is? What's different about you now? What's the same? How can you bring back more of what you liked? I really didn't like the person I was when I was in pain. And I didn't respect the person I was when I led myself to pain. Part of my focus to help me identify with who I truly wanted to be was to picture who I wanted to be. Am I that person yet? Mm, Yes and no. Mostly yes, though. I'm a work in progress, just like you are. This new career started for myself. This is my purpose in life. My entire life, I've always wanted to be of service, and my work history shows that. My values and level of integrity are much higher now. I'm more honest, and I can let people really see who I am now, whereas before, I hid my true self behind what I could do. I really like and love the person I am today. Being able to not only accept myself, but to also like and love myself That was an important piece to resolving the pain to the degree that I now have. So what about you? Do you like and love yourself right now? And just to mention, I am still working on myself and on areas I don't like that much about myself right now. However, now, now I can accept those areas and I know that I can also improve them. Such as I still have a tendency to overwork myself. In my last career, overworking gave me a place to hide. 
That led to burnout in my last career, which is not something I want to repeat. In this career, I love what I am doing so much that I'm struggling to pace myself and all my ideas that I have to be of service to you. So I'm correcting that as I write this episode so that I can continue to be there for you and for my clients, my family, and my friends. This is an important piece for you to find for yourself if you haven't found it yet a reason to get out of bed that you are deeply connected to. That's where it starts. Just a better reason to get out of bed. The hope of this career and what I can now do to help people is what helped me start the work initially. That and getting a puppy. Now it's automatic and the pain is no longer a part of my identity. You will build on this in time. First, it's a reason to get out of bed. Then, It's a reason for a smile and joy and laughter and to really feel alive, not just blindly going through the days and wondering if it will ever get better. You will start to enjoy life again as you shed pain as part of your identity. The next thing I want you to do to help you break away chronic pain from your identity, create a bucket list. What do you want to do in this life? Do you want to travel? Do you want to learn to play an instrument? Do you want to dance in the rain? Scuba dive? Snorkel? Skydive? What about racing cars? Climbing a mountain? Visiting all seven continents? What's on your bucket list? Take some time and create one if you don't have one already. Don't worry about any doubts of whether it's possible for you to do those things on your list. There is an amazing power to putting our intentions on paper and seeing what we want to do for ourselves. Take some time and think about what you really want for yourself in this life. What excites you? What brings a smile to your face? What do you want to experience for yourself? Write it down. Let go of any doubt that it's possible. Just let that go and open your mind to the idea that you can create this for yourself. I hope today has shown you that you can start to break away from the nightmare that is your pain. I want you to take action for yourself when you hear something that resonates with you. Nothing will change unless you start to make the changes. Just start to consider this idea, especially if you felt yourself getting angry or calling bullshit on me today. Do you think that it's going to take you years to feel better, even just a little bit? Well, let me be the first to tell you that's not true. Next week, we're going to discuss the pain journey in more detail, especially as you move from the corrective stage to the maintenance stage. Next week's episode will be blowing that limiting belief away. You won't want to miss it. Do you want to continue the conversation outside of this podcast? then I invite you to join the Pain Changer community on Facebook. Inside the Pain Changer, you get exclusive offers only available to the community and first access to new offers that Katie releases. It's also your opportunity to give Katie input both for future podcast episode topics as well as to help Katie build out the programs and classes that you want to take and more. If you want to be a part of the Pain Changer community, then I invite you to go to katierigley.com forward slash podcast That's K-A-T-I-E-W-R-I-G-L-E-Y dot com forward slash podcast and click join the party.